Welcome to the Get Feathered Podcast. I am your host, Feather, and I am the founder of Nourish Hill Live. If you are interested in open-minded conversations about love and life, tarot, and spirituality, then this is the place for you. It's time to get feathered. All right, let's get on with this episode. So today we're going to talk about the tarot. Feather, what is the tarot? Where did it come from? And what's it about? Let's go ahead and illuminate this for you guys because there's a lot of you that are tarot curious. There are a lot of you that um, are on the process or in the process of learning your tarot cards and, and you want to get more information and here I am to help you out. We're just going to get a little information. We're going to break it down and make it easy for you, okay? So first of all, what is tarot? It is a pack of playing cards. That's right. Tarot is a pack of playing cards, people. It is simple. It is easy. It's just a deck of cards. Some of them really cute and they have really really cute pictures on them. Some of them have symbols on them and some of them are hand-drawn or or hand-created, right? Tarot is just a pack of playing cards and you can actually use your playing cards as a tarot deck. We'll get more into that in a different episode. So the original tarot decks, I guess you could say, the originals were created in Italy back around the 1430s, okay? The standard modern tarot deck that most readers use today is the Rider-Waite-Smith tarot deck, right? And it was based on Venetian or Piedmontese tarot. It consists of 78 cards, and those 78 cards are divided into two groups. We have the Major Arcana, which has 22 cards in it. And we also call that the trumps or the triumphs, right? Those are the big, the big cards. The minor arcana, which has 56 cards in it. And those are more of your everyday happenings. And we'll get more into that in just a sec. The cards of the major arcana have pictures representing, uh, you know, various forces of life, various life forces and characters and virtues and vices. And these are, these are the ones that are numbered one through 21. The beginning card, the fool, is actually not numbered. Zero. It is nothing. It is not is not numbered. But it is the is considered the beginning or the end based on how you interpret the tarot. Okay, and it's based on your own perception, right? The tarots of the major arcana are in order. You've got number one, which is the magician. Two, which is the high priestess. Three, which is the empress. Four, which is the emperor. Five, which is the high priest or the hierophant. We have six, which is the lover, seven, the chariot, eight, justice, and sometimes the justice is differently numbered in different decks. We have the hermit, the wheel of fortune, the strengths card, and in most decks, the justice and the strengths card are opposite. So the eight would be strength, the 11 would be justice. We have 12 as a hanged man, 13 is death, which can be a tricky one for people. Don't panic, don't freak out. Then we have temperance, the devil, and then we have tower, which is another scary one. We have the star, the moon, the sun. We have judgment. And then we finally have 21, which is the world or universe. And then we go back to the fool. The way that I interpret the major arcana is that, you know, the major arcana is is our journey through life. You know, we begin off foolish and, and silly and just kind of the world is our oyster most of the time. And then we progress through our life lessons. And that is the way that I see the major arcana. 
And there's a lot of different interpretations out there. If you would like to Google them, I am sure you can find plenty. But in my perspective, it is when you get major arcana cards, that is usually something that you are working on for self or it is images are people that show up in your life or or it's even your own character and how you are presenting in life when, when major arcana cards show up. It's usually a life, most people say life lesson or it is a place on your journey with where you're at or somebody that you may be working working with in this life. That is how I interpret the major arcana, but we'll go into that later, later. So moving on to the minor arcana, the 56 cards are divided into four suits of 14 cards each. The suits are comparable to our modern playing cards, which I was talking about earlier. So we have the wands or batons or rods comparable to the clubs in the playing card deck. We have your cups, which are hearts in the playing card deck. And then we have the swords, which are your spades in the playing card deck. And then we have coins, pentacles, or discs. It just depends on the deck that you're working with. And those are comparable to diamonds in your playing card deck. Each suit has four court cards. And we call those the kings and the queens and the knights and the jacks, right? And they have 10 numbered cards. In ascending order in each suit, it is ace to 10, then jack, knight, queen, and king. Each of these cards, these 78 cards, has a meaning attached to it, right? So the, the cards of the major arcana refer to your spiritual matters and your important things that happen, like I said, in your life. When you are getting the minor arcana, you get the wands that deal with business matters and career ambitions and passion, love and emotions. Swords are with, they can be business endeavors and, and intellect, your thoughts it can be associated with education and things as well. Coins or pentacles associate are associated with money and material things, things that, that are tangible in the 3D life, right? Things you can touch, taste, see, and feel. In my perspective, from my opinion, the minor arcana deal with the things that are associated with your everyday life, your everyday kind of things, the things that, that show up in your in your business life, in your career, in your love life, and in your thought patterns and, and your material comfort, right? Those are just things that can give you an idea of what you may need to work on or, or what you're manifesting in associated with your everyday life. So now we have a little history on the tarot and we have broken it down. Let's talk about how it's used. The adaptation of tarot cards to the occult and fortune tellers and gypsies and stuff like that first occurred, I'm going to say, around 1780 in, in France. The tarot deck is used for divination. It's been used for divination and fortune telling. And a lot of people know what a, a fortune teller or a tarot reading is. You know, you've seen it in movies and you've seen it all over YouTube. Let's remember, first off, that the tarot deck is just pictures or symbols on cards. These tarot cards have a meaning or a keyword associated with them. Okay. Even though they have pictures on them, there's a, there is a meaning associated to each tarot card, all 78 of them. And some, if, if you read them reversed when they're in, you know, when they're flipped upside down, there's a different meaning associated to that. So moving on, the tarot deck is, is usually shuffled and laid out in what's called a pattern or a spread. And the meaning of any card is basically modified or read according to whether or not it is in reverse or if it's in the upright and its position in the spread. And the meaning of any cards that are close to or surrounding it or any cards that you pull on top of it. In tarot readings, they have been used for divination and foretelling the future, foretelling the future, and 
assisting people in in answering questions that they they have been asking themselves or things that have been been weighing heavily and they they want a little bit of of clarity on something the tarot helps us achieve that it helps us give us some answers and i'll talk a little bit about how the tarot work in just a little bit too but first of all when we we pick out these cute little cards and and we have this deck of 78 cards right we first of all want to dispel the fact that they they have this mysterious aura around them right for centuries and centuries you know tarot is is definitely a tool and depending on how it's used, it can be used for gain or for, for good. And then, of course, as with any tool, you can use it for bad too. But the tarot deck is just a tool. It is, it is not evil and it is not, you know, scary once you break it down, right? What is tarot used for? Well, in the past, it's used for divination and fortune telling and it's still done done for that today. So when we actually have a question, say we have a question and we want to gain some perspective about something in our lives, whether it, you know, be a person that we're dealing with or a situation in, in our in our career, we want a little guidance on how to move forward. That is why we pull tarot cards to help give us a little bit of that clarity, right? There have been plenty of studies and there's a lot of people that research the origins of tarot and then what the symbols mean and there's this huge science around it pretty much. I'm not gonna go into that, but I can't tell you specifically how the tarot works, but the way that I see it is everything happens for a reason and the universe has it all lined up for us and we we don't even we don't even understand some of it sometimes, but I trust my cards and the majority of times my cards give me clear images. My my cards give me clear messages because I, I work with them all the time and I trust them. So I know that when I have a question or I have a person that has a question, we're going to get the information that is needed on a vibrational level. It is it is just going to happen. It's going to come out. Of course, there's a lot more that goes into uh, doing an actual reading and stuff. And we'll get more to that in podcasts in, in the upcoming podcast. But energy and the universe brings out specific cards that most people think is random and it's just thrown out. No, the universe knows which card needs to come out for the right person. That is just all I'm going to say. And a lot of us are like, oh, that's too woo-woo. Okay, whatever, whatever. All right. A lot of us believe that the, that things happen at the right time in the right way. And that is how I feel the tarot is for us, right? We're going to get the right message. We're going to get the right cards at the right time for the right person. That's it. I trust my cards. So when we shuffle and pull cards, it doesn't matter how you shuffle. It doesn't matter how you pull. Everybody's got a different a different way of doing it. The questions and how you ask the questions, that is the most important part of any tarot reading. The most important part of a tarot reading is how you ask the question, okay? How you approach the tarot and you can ask it a yes or no question, but you're not going to get a lot of guidance with that, although you can. It just depends on how you read the cards. But my philosophy is ask a question that is actually representative of the issue and that is going to give you an answer that is going to help guide you to move forward. It's going to give you a little guidance and maybe a little bit of history as well in, in your situation and possibly move you forward or give you guidance to help you move forward or out of a situation. So when working with the tarot, two of the most important things are you have to be willing to open up to the messages of the cards, 
right? Regardless of what they may say, you may not be happy with, with what they say, but you have to be open to the authenticity and to the honesty that is in the cards because they are straightforward. They're very straightforward. They're, they're going to tell you what needs to be done or what direction you need to go. And second is the question that you ask or how you ask the tarot to assist you. Who can benefit from the tarot? If you're curious about it, if you've got it, if you if you're on the path to learning tarot, if you if you have a reader read for you and you you just want to just kind of play with it, it can benefit you. Okay, so say you've you've gotten a question or you've had something you just, you need some direction in life and or in a relationship situation or in a career situation, whatever it may be, find a reader that you feel is authentic and honest and trustworthy. And just play with it, you know, ask them how to ask an appropriate question. How do they feel you should, you should word a certain question or a certain situation so that you get the best guidance? Because that is what the tarot is great for. If you feel stuck or you're undergoing some sort of transformation in your life, you're healing from past traumas or wounds, um, you got some anxiety or you just want to know what your purpose is in life or, you know, you want some clarity on something and you want to get back into alignment with it. You want to get back on course, right? Your ship is sailing and you just want to get back on course because you feel like you're veering off. Tarot can give you those ideas and those and that information to help you steer your ship in a better direction, okay? If you just want to uncover what your strengths and your superpowers are and you and you want to feel you know you want to get to know yourself a little bit better or you want to know what you're manifesting in regards to love or career or money or whatever it may be depending on your reader you you may gain a lot more clarity than you ever imagined that's what the tarot is for and anyone can use it you can use it yourself or you can get someone to that is more experienced to read for you so that you get that information quickly. And then as you learn tarot yourself, you can learn how to utilize it in everyday life to assist you, right? Now, we don't want to get addicted to tarot or get addicted to tarot readings to where we can't listen to our own intuition. And it is possible for some of us to get to that point where we're having others answer our questions for us and we're not listening to our guidance. So, you know, be mindful of that. It is okay when we get stuck and things like that. And it's okay when we need a little bit of hope and a little bit of push in a different direction than we've been in maybe a rut or something. Be mindful that you are not over utilizing tarot or tarot readers and that you are able to listen to your own intuition, your own spiritual guidance, your own inner self saying, hey, we need to go in this direction. So please be mindful of that. That is that is something that happens and it is a great tool. However, usually this happens um, when people are going through something really heavily like a, a breakup or they aren't understanding, you know, maybe they're in a in a a bluesy slump and they really don't know which direction to head in their life. They're not listening to self or they're not taking the time to hear their own guidance or they're so stuck that or so upset in in the negative that they can't hear that intuitive guidance. So it takes sometimes readers or, or the tarot to kind of, hey, you know, you're going the wrong way. You need to get back on track. And this is how you do it. That's how I do it. I'm very straightforward. I love you, but I'm straightforward. And I'm going to tell you, the cards say this. And if the cards say this, I'm going to trust my cards. You can tell me all you want to that, that this is not happening. But what's happening is, is you're doing this, this, and this. And you need to do this, this, and this according to what the cards are saying. I trust my cards. And a lot of times 
<laughs> this is totally true and honest. A lot of times the the querent or the person asking the question doesn't want to hear the answer. So that is the part where you have to be willing to hear the answers that come out because you'll get that pushback and you're not going to want to hear the answer. You got to be willing to hear the answer whether whether or not you want you want to hear the answer or not. You got to be willing to hear the answer whether or not you want that answer or not. When you get to the point where you're like, I have a question and I have something that's going on. I need guidance. Help me, please. Okay. Those are the great ones. Those are the great ones. When you get the ones that are like, I just can't do it. I want to know. I want to know. I want to know. Are you willing to hear the other side if it is not what you want to hear? Are you willing to hear the no? Or are you willing to hear that this person is not coming back? Or are you willing to truly hear what is happening with self? And a lot of times that that causes pushback because they don't want to or they're not willing to hear that information. And it, it upsets them. And I totally get it because they weren't ready to or they weren't willing to hear because they truly weren't ready to grow just yet. That's okay. I put it to them as best I can. But the tarot is very loud and clear. And you know how to read it. It's going to tell you exactly what's going on and it's going to give you guidance on how to get out. All right, so now that we have a little bit more information about the tarot, let's do a little recap and then let's still do a quick little overview of what a reading would be like, okay? First of all, a tarot reading is a practice of divining wisdom and guidance. Tarot is a pack normally of 78 cards. All right, they got pictures or symbols on them, broken down to 22 major arcana, 56 minor arcana. The 22 minor or major arcana are the trumps, and they're the ones with the life lessons and the characters and the and the things and the stuff. Those are the life forces and the things that you go through from beginning of life to end of life and circling through goals and achievements and stuff. Those are the big things, okay? Your minor arcana is more of the everyday stuff and how you can achieve something or what you can work on to help you or to help elevate you in working with the 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 larger cards the major arcana the rider Waite smith tarot deck is usually uh your modern standard okay today there are 14 cards in each suit they're numbered ace through 10 and then your page or your jack your knight your queen your king and your ace being your one they can vary in picture and they can vary in number but most of the cards that are created are based off of the Rider Waite Smith tarot deck. There is a keyword or meaning associated with each one of the 78 cards, both of the major arcana and the minor arcana. This allows us to do readings and give you information based on the meanings of the cards, okay? And when we do a tarot reading, we typically shuffle and as we're shuffling and we're saying our prayers or we're setting our intentions for clarity and for good reading we are asking a question that is a really good question that's going to give you some real good clarity and some guidance right and they are going to be shuffled and we're going to pull the cards and everybody shuffles differently and you pull cards differently but that don't matter so much as laying the card in a spread some of us lay cards in a spread or uh, a pattern and then each placement in that spread is going to have a specific meaning to it. So for instance, we're going to pull three cards. We're going to have past, present, and future. The card that is laid in the past is going to give us a little bit of information about the past. The card in the center is going to be the present. That's going to give us a little bit of you know information on the situation that's going on presently. And then of course in the future, depending on how you set your intentions for that card, whether it be a week in the future or a month in the future or a couple months in the future. 
that's going to give us a little bit of clarity on what the situation looks like going forward, right? Okay, so a tarot spread, you can have, oh my gosh, you can use just a card, you can use a few cards, or you can use a whole deck if you'd like. Some people do, and it's all based on what you want to achieve with that spread. What kind of information would you like to help assist or give clarity to your querent or to the person that is asking the question, whether it be yourself or someone else, okay? I typically do free throws, which I don't I don't use spreads. I just do what I am spiritually spiritually guided to do. I am called to a certain deck. I use that certain deck. I pull a certain number of cards, but I am connected to my higher being. And we can do a podcast on that later. But I I hear and I I am psychic and I am I'm a psychic medium. So I hear this information that comes through for me. Not everybody does. So most people have a past, present, future or a mind, body, spirit, or a situation, action, outcome spread. They usually do uh, for self or for others a three-card spread because they're pretty simple, right? And then once those three cards are brought out, they tell them the meanings associated with the question that has been asked. They give them the information that they see in the card, uh, you know, and that's associated with the, the images that they see or the meaning of the card. And then you can pull another card for clarity if you would like a little more guidance on each one of those sections. Okay, that's that's a tarot reading in a nutshell. We're going to talk a little bit about the tarot card illustrations or, or the pictures on the cards, okay? They're genuinely a single image in the upright position. They're not like the playing cards where those have the number or the symbol on it in the center right? Or the symbols and how many, how many numbers of the card, how many symbols, depending on the number of the card, right? The tarot cards are associated with a number and they have a picture associated with them. You can read them both right side up or upside down. Those are called reversals, okay? And that is an interpret, as interpreted in a different way. And it depends on the reader and how they interpret the reversal. And of course, even each tarot reader has their own meanings associated to each card. So you can have these keywords for these 78 cards, but as you start to read or as you start to watch readers, you'll notice that they have their own meanings associated to each card. And that is, you know, perspective. That's, you know, how, how a person feels about the card. That's part of learning the tarot. That's a big part of learning the tarot is getting your own feeling for each card your own meaning, and that way you make it yours. So for instance, if you were reading from the Rider Waite Smith deck and you get a two of cups in the upright, well, that's a new relationship. That's a great business deal. That's a negotiations and that's a conversation. And a lot of my twin flames, that's, that's twin flame union. If you get it in the reversal, that means there's a breakup or there's a lack of communication and you're not talking on the same level. You're not on the same street. You're not able to communicate well. That's a love loss or a, a loss of emotion. It could mean that communication is causing a lack of emotion or a lack of emotion is not allowing the communica communication to flow. It just means that there's a breakdown in communication, basically. So one means that there's great communication and that there's a new relationship possible, whether that be a business or, or love or whatever. And then the two in reverse, the two of cups in reverse means there's a lack of communication. Things aren't going so well or there's a breakup. There's a spillage, okay, when the cups are upside down. You have different, different viewpoints and you have different ways to read the tarot. Everybody reads it differently. But there are basic associations with each card to assist you. So say you're learning tarot. 
the best way for you to pick up the tarot is to learn the keywords or the meanings of each card, the 78 cards. And then as you grow as a tarot reader for yourself or for others, you pull in your own meanings. Okay, so we have talked about the tarot, what it is. We have talked about a little history on the tarot. We have discussed the breakdown of the tarot card deck. We've talked a little bit about what it actually means to, or what an overview of what a tarot reading would be like. This is just a little bit of guidance, a little bit of information to assist you if you are tarot curious, or if you were in the beginning stages of, or you're thinking about picking up a tarot deck yourself. I hope that this gave you a little bit of clarity. And as always, if you would like more information on the tarot, if you would like to see more topics about the tarot or how to read tarot, please leave me a comment or give me your suggestions. I love hearing from you guys. Of course, if you have not checked out, check out nourishhilllive.com. If you would like to, if you feel guided to, please leave me a four or five star review. I love to hear your your feedback. Thank you all for stopping in here and listening to today's episode. I really appreciate your likes, shares, subscribes, your donations of love, and also for becoming members of Nourish Hill Live. Remember, all of the links are in the description of the podcast, so please check out my membership site. Find me on YouTube, Instagram, and Nourish Hill Live on Facebook. I really, truly do appreciate all that you do for me on my journey to help you never forget what you think you create. Create great things. Namaste.